and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Edmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin Dracula DeClue! <laughs> it's not... It's not... Wait. It's not thanks, wait, Thanksgiving. It's not Halloween. It could be, because... Uh, I did not ow It is definitely not Halloween. Yeah, no. We're starting Halloween early. Wait, yeah. why are you a Dracula? Uh, I got oh, bit by a vampire. it's a vampire movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb right now. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we'll explain in uh, a second once Colin introduces him to what's going on. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I, we're doing Sicilian Vampire. I'm calling Kenny. I'm calling Kenny. If this is your first episode been... of the podcast, turn it off now. Oh my god. Okay, so full disclosure, Colin and I are very hungover. Um, we had too much fun at TIFF last night. What party we did you go to? Who was hosting it? It wasn't a party. <laughs> we just went out with Adam from Your Movie Sucks. Because uh, he's in town for <laughs> TIFF. Um, but we went to a rock show, uh, and it was a uh, 90s and early 2000s cover band, which is uh, very on brand for me. So it was some <laughs> doing some headbanging, even some moshing, mm. and yeah. especially when the Limp Bizkit came out. So... I had a great time. This is the latest I've stayed up. Yeah, we like, were up until one thirty. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm usually like in bed by like nine. Nine thirty. Um, <laughs> and me too. So I'm tired but, too. You know because I've been up till four a.m. every night because I go to Midnight Madness. But to save oh. Colin in April, I injected myself with super drugs, and I'll be the more energy for both of them. Doop, 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 you, doop, doop, doop. you you never need that stuff anyway. You're, you're always energetic. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're at TIFF actually seeing the movies, yes. and we're just going to the parties. Apparently. That's the only thing I couldn't... I wanted to see that Barbarian uh, screener the other night, mm-hmm. I think. Was it last that, night? That was not officially before? a TIFF movie. That was one that our pal Peter just put on. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was but the, I mean... It's, it's in theaters now, TIFF, if anybody so. wants to check it out. Barbarian. Yeah, I want to ch- check it out. I don't want to know anything about it, mm-hmm. but uh, the only thing was the doors opened at 9.30, and the movie didn't start till midnight. <laughs> so yeah. It's like a, an, an I event. Can't, I can't just sit in a the theater for like two and a half hours and before y- a movie starts. You would have had to get there before 11, too, because we were like, oh, we'll get there like 11.30, right, Peter? He's like, no, you have to get there before 11 because no RSVPs are not acknowledged oh. after that. So we're like, yeah, okay. I, figured, I think it was coming out the next day, so I figured mm. we'd just see it in theaters and you know, we could just see it at a reasonable time. Anyway, speaking of things in Toronto, we're, <laughs> we're returning to a Toronto auteur filmmaker Frank D'Angelo, and he was previously featured on, I forgot to grab the episode number, an early episode of ours where we did uh, Maximum Overdrive and No Deposit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that movie was hilarious, No Deposit. And I've been wanting to watch Sicilian Vampire for a long time, (laughs) but I feel like I was warned that it was boring. And um, It's very long. She did not heed that warning. And (laughs) here we are. Yeah, uh, so it he's, is a, two, he's a vanity filmmaker. Two hours, four minutes. Yeah, and uh, all his movies are about him, and he hires uh, washed-up celebrities. I don't know about celebrity, washed-up actors. What, you don't think need... Robert Davi or Amrin Desante is a, James, is a celebrity? James Caan. Hey, Robert Davi just directed a movie My called... Son Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the Hunter Biden movie. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Is he just like he's a crazy nut though on like mm-hmm. online, isn't he? Isn't he like a like a Frank Stallone type? Yes, a very much a Frank yes. Stallone type. Yeah, I, I always like picture him like filming himself like ranting about stuff and posting it on Instagram or so Twitter or whatever. What people need to understand is Frank Stallone. Uh, sorry, not Frank Stallone. <laughs> I wish it was Frank Stallone. Uh, Frank D'Angelo 
Canada's Frank Stallone, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> he is the ultimate vanity filmmaker in that, like, yeah. he is, like, just a business entrepreneur. He has, I don't know if he has it anymore. He had his own weekly talk show where it was basically oh, an excuse to just mm-hmm. talk up the stuff that he does. Being Frank. Yes, right? being Frank. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he would do it live from the restaurant that he owns, which used to the, be on the, King Street. Is it still there? It was yep. right across from Tiff. No, it closed down. It was the Forget About It Supper Club. <laughs> Rest right? in yep. peace. <laughs> yep. It's been gone for a while now. It was whack. And he used yeah. to uh, make a lot of movies, and he stopped suddenly. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the billionaire <laughs> who was funding him, Barry Sherman, being brutally murdered in his home alongside his wife. Nothing yeah, at this all. Is a, a, Famous, famous murder case. There was an interview with Frank uh, D'Angelo. I want to keep wanting to say Stallone, but it's Frank Frank D'Angelo, where they're interviewing him saying like, you know, he was kind of implicated in the murder, but he's like, why would I do that? They were bankrolling all of my movies. It's true, but that's the perfect uh, out. (laughs) Yeah. What is this, basic instinct? The interview is really funny because the guy is like describing, they go to a restaurant and, you know, Frank is like being... Frank and ordering wine and stuff. But yeah, Barry and his wife, he was like a billionaire pharmaceutical guy, uh, Mm -hmm. famously flubbed a case by the uh, Toronto Police Department. Yep. Uh, They declared it a murder-suicide. They did, but they were posed together. They were posed, hung, and like their hands were tied behind their back. (laughs) They said it was like a murder-suicide. The whole thing stinks. It was, yeah, it was botched from the get-go and like they, they... I don't know, knock down the house or something before they could... That you know, is banana. That stinks to, of corruption. To yeah. this day, like, the, the family had to hire, like, a, a private detective. And, like, uh, the the Toronto police, like, announced... I don't know, it was, like, six months ago or something. It's like, we've had a big break in the case. <laughs> and then they, like, released this surveillance footage of this shadowy figure, like, walking down the sidewalk. Oh, no. Like, was he humming? Just a gigolo. <laughs> everywhere Just I go. Gigolo. Yeah, but that was their big break, and they're like, "Does anybody know this man?" <laughs> Can't even see him. They said, he's kind of walking with a limp. Does anybody recognize this limp? <laughs> now, a oh god, Jesus. that seems so made up. So uh, yeah. Frank D'Angelo also was uh, someone who had like a energy drink company, Cheetah Power mm-hmm. Surge. That's right. Do you Which guys... I don't think exists anymore. Yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. Uh, and I think the spokesman was Ben Johnson. He was a famously disgraced uh, Canadian Olympic runner. And uh, uh, what he would say in the commercials was, I cheetah all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. He was caught uh, Cheating. Uh, doping. Yep. So that's a joke. Oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so Frank is still very active on uh, Instagram. Is he? And he's always plugging his website but he has multiple websites it's like there's now, like a frank d'angelo website and mm-hmm. you can still buy his films on blu-ray very tempted okay and i so was wondering you... if it was defunct so i was like do i want to throw my money in the void for this or you know will he actually send them to me now i know friends who do have like a copy of no deposit on blu-ray which of course comes with a soundtrack cd oh frank d'angelo singing all the hits <sighs> He's also a singer. This... He really wants you to know that. There is nothing that Frank can't do. <laughs> so what's great about the movies, I'm going to say this right now, my favorite thing, is that Frank D'Angelo movies live in a world where Frank is omnipresent. You cannot turn on a radio without a Frank D'Angelo song coming on. Anywhere you walk into, Frank D'Angelo music is playing on the soundtrack. <laughs> 
It's so good. Yeah, at one point they're in like a strip club and yeah, I, Frank I, D'Angelo yeah. music is playing. I was like, but it's I like this. this it, it sounds like baby, don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> yeah, he but it's covers. like it's him doing it. And I'm like, oh my god, oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, where do we start? This this cast is insane, by the way. Daryl Hannah. Uh, oh, poor Daryl like, Hannah. That's yeah. the one that you go to. We got, we got James Con. James Con. Got Armand Asante, Paul Sorvino. <laughs> Robert Michael Perret. Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Canada's yeah. own Art Hindle of Black Christmas fame. <laughs> we got Robert Loja. <laughs> He's barely in the it. The voice of Robert Loja. Yeah. Uh, and the face briefly. Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Daryl, Daryl, famously Italian uh, Daryl Hannah. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a bad <laughs> way. much it. <laughs> That's a lot of celebrities. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, this movie apparently cost eleven million dollars. That is not true. No, what? That all? If it did, that all went to the actors. So yeah. the way that Frank shoots these movies, he does it mm-hmm. very quickly. He gets one take, and he shoots from multiple cameras. Right. I no wonder if you could guess so in this kind of like John Cassavetes esque film where oh my god, just they seem to have used every second of footage that they shot. Yes, yeah. the scenes go on and on, and. Uh, they like repeat themselves within the scene, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost as if they have no script at all, and they're improvising. I feel like there was dialogue. a loose script. <laughs> this movie loose. seems like it forgets it's supposed to be a vampire film. Oh yes, time. big time, yeah. big time. <laughs> it's <laughs> barely vampire at all. It's all mafia. I would say it just kind of forgets that it's a movie at times, or <laughs> it's just it's we're just hanging out with the guys. This is the ultimate mm-hmm. hangout film where it's just it's basically Frank D'Angelo. I think he just hired like you know he's kind of like a wannabe kind of mafioso. How dare you call him a wannabe mafioso? <laughs> no, he's he not a wannabe. So insulted. I mean, he is a wannabe, but in this movie, he's like. Yeah. I, I think he just mafioso. He just like he's hires just a gigolo. Yeah, he hires these like you know famous uh, uh, Italian actors that you know he admires, and he he just films himself hanging out with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. this is like you know his it's fulfilling his dream. So Arm- this Armand Asante, <laughs> just saying he's not Italian. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Armand Asante, star of the classic. A uh, spoof film. I think it's called. Yeah, we watched that. What is that called? It's called Fatal like, Instinct. Yeah, that's Fatal, right. Fatal Instinct. Yeah, which was pretty funny. If I he's very funny correctly. in that movie, yeah, directed yeah. by Carl Reiner. Yeah, that's right. Oh no shit. Uh, so this movie starts with, of course, stock footage of you know cities. <laughs> don't go. go it's supposed to be New York. Don't let this stock footage of New York fool you. This and is, this is... Uh, what's on that soundtrack? It's Frank singing <laughs> "Just a Gigolo." Oh, God. <laughs> I hope you like this song because. And, and then be he wakes it. up in bed with Daryl Hannah, who seems a little bit inebriated in this film. She's a little groggy. Yeah. It could be her character. Uh, wearing yeah, a right. hilariously bad wig. <laughs> yeah. And Frank wakes up and he's like, I'm going to the cabin. They're like the same way I've been the last 18 years. And he, and he acts she, like he absolutely hates doing this. Yeah. Yes. Like he can't stand these guys. So it's like, then why are you going, Frank? And at one point she goes, Hey, be careful. You always come back feeling like crap. And he's like, you got to feel like crap to feel good. I don't know about that, Frank, but if okay. you say so. And she's like, I made you a bunch of Italian food, a brujol. It's, it's, and it's like huge trays of food. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, I, he's like, when did you make that? She goes, last night. And it's like, it's like a day's worth of cooking. Yeah, it's like catering yeah. tins, <laughs> like gigantic. Yeah, I made you some lasagna, your favorite spaghetti. Food. Now, I was paying very much attention to the beginning of this film, because like most Frank pictures, everything set up pays off, right, guys? <laughs> 
Does so it? I, no. I was like, why are we watching him having so much difficulty pee in the morning? Yeah, this scene goes on for <laughs> that so long. doesn't come back, right? Yeah, no, I was it never ex- comes back. <laughs> I was they expecting just catch, him. like raw footage of Frank trying to pee in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, he can't pee, so he turns on one of the sinks. He goes mm. back to pee. This is all he one take, by the pee. way. Still can't pee. Then he goes on to turns on the other sink, and then finally he can pee. Uh, this like, goes on for minutes. Does he have a minutes. urinary tract infection? Like, what's going on? I thought they were establishing that he had, like, prostate issues, and then when he becomes a vampire, they're healed. <laughs> like, but, no. I wanted a scene where he's just, like, whizzing freely, like, yeah. No, it's like, they it's think like they, a fire they meant to set that up, but they forgot. It's like scary movie when the guy ejaculates. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what. So the whole scene with him and Daryl Hannah, they're clearly just improving. Like mm-hmm. it just goes on and on. Every scene in this movie just goes on way, way too long. Yeah, past the point of the scene. And you're just like, why are we hanging on this scene? I don't understand. So yeah, but of course he's... it's like Bob and the Rake in The Simpsons. We just love it, right? Because it goes on so yeah. over and, and, and over. While this is happening, his friends are in the car singing, <laughs> singing to a Frank song. I ain't got no. Yeah. But it's just a gigolo again. Yeah, so we're introduced to <laughs> Michael Perret. the last time just a gigolo's going to play in this movie. They are you know, loving Frank's version of this song. They're singing. Just a gigolo is like, you know, the climax of this film. Anyway. It intercuts. So this scene goes on for 10 minutes. Mm, they are yes. singing to this goddamn song for 10 minutes. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget, we also cut to a strip club. Where Paul Servino and Daniel Baldwin are hanging out, and Frank's music playing on the soundtrack as well. Yeah, of constantly. course it is. Constantly, I don't think there's a second of this movie where his music <laughs> isn't playing. And we'll get to the credits at the end. But, oh. oh my god! Um, so yeah, uh, but the funny thing is, so he's going out. They're coming to pick him up, and they go on this like I guess boys retreat that they've been doing for years at the cabin. But all they yeah. do is play poker. Yeah. So, uh, but as he's leaving, oh, the- <laughs> oh, they do more than that, April. They tell jokes. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Right. Uh, well, this is funny. He's leaving the house to go outside and his dad or his daughter comes up. and She says, Daddy, I need to tell you something. And he says, I'll be back in two days. Go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying, Daddy. Can't I'll be they, back in two days, baby. just tell you now? No. Uh, and then uh, Daryl Hannah le- leaves some clothes out for him. He's wearing his shirt. It's like a leather. It's a leather shirt. like button. <laughs> it's like a black leather uh, shirt. Colin, this is high class kind of stuff. I mean, it's expensive. I mean, what Frank do I knows know? fashion. I guess it matches I, I, his, uh, his. That'd be amazing if you like open like Frank uh, uh, fashion outlets. It's like Frank <laughs> knows fashion. Fashions are us. Yeah, he probably <laughs> has something like that in the works. Frank has kind of faded venture. away, unfortunately, as a businessman since his, the death uh, of Barry Sherman. His mm. Instagram is kind of sad. It's just like, oh. Mm. Uh. Someone's at our door. Somebody at the door. Oh no, it's Frank! (laughs) Frank, no, no, he's heard me. He knows it. He knows. Oh, I'm gonna. gonna It's probably nobody. He can hear anything, even a mouse fart. (laughs) 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 All right, that's a joke for people who have seen Sicilian Vampire, but we'll get to it. Uh, So yeah, he comes out. uh, He's giving them shit for playing the music too loud because it's like supposed (laughs) to be. I'm surprised he wasn't like play it louder. Let's let's rock on. He's like giving them shit for everything. He's like, why did you bring so much food? Hey, Frank, you're the one with like three trays of food. And again, this scene goes on for so long, and he's got a gun and he's like waving (laughs) it around. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because he's cool. He's kind of an asshole in this movie. He's a huge asshole. He's just yeah, like, it's weird because usually people are like, Frank, you're the best man that ever lived. We <laughs> love you. And in this one, not so much. He's yeah. just like yelling at everybody. He's always pissed off. 
He played this whole movie like he's just annoyed. Yeah. Like pre-vampire and especially post-vampire. But for some reason, it's intercut. Yeah, we get um, Paul Sorvino at a strip club for yeah, some reason. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'll just say it right now. I think my favorite thing about this movie is the strip club set because it's so crappy. It is like the basement of a like a clubhouse that you would rent. It's like a Legion Hall Yeah, or Legion something. Hall. And they've just put like, shitty like like sparkly paper like streamers basically on the wall but they could they have the money to hire like beautiful women so could they not get a better <laughs> and it's so like dark and and they're sitting on like plastic chairs with like vinyl tablecloths and and Paul Sorvino's eating this Italian food Paul Sorvino's in a bathrobe for some reason yeah at this part yes <laughs> Uh, it's comfort, Colin. That's why he's wearing a bathrobe. So we cut back to the cabin, which just looks like Frank's living room. So yeah, it's I was, very confusing. I, I was very confused. I thought they were like waiting for someone, you know, to show up so they're going to like murder him or something. They just like sit at this table and play poker and play poker <laughs> and drink wine. It's like broad daylight. It's really strange. <laughs> What's really funny is that, I mean, this happened to all of us, right, guys? They all fall asleep <laughs> sitting up at the poker table. They playing for so long that they fall asleep. Uh, so they're playing Frank for like with 10 his hours. arms crossed. Yeah. It goes from like broad daylight to broad daylight. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. And then as happens at party, someone shows up with a box of bananas. <laughs> and they, they take the lid off the box of the bananas. <laughs> and then a rubber bat just attacks Frank. <laughs> And this and is how he becomes a vampire. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. His reaction hard. is like, shoot it! Shoot <laughs> yeah. it! They all pull their guns out. And there's a little CGI blood spurt, isn't there? I was laughing so hard because I had no idea how he was going to become a vampire. And I never would have guessed that this is how he becomes a vampire. A bat, a bat in a box of bananas, in a people. Box of bananas. <laughs> and it's not like placed or anything. Like it never comes up again. No. It's <laughs> He pulls the top off the box. Yeah. And it's just this piece of fur like lying there. He's <laughs> like, ah! You got a dead, so it's like a dead rat or something. Yeah. Oh! So then they have to take him to the hospital, which looks like a vet clinic. It looks like <laughs> it really looks shitty. Like a vet clinic. Yeah. Um, and then and they, the doctor's like, like it's just a scratch. It's just a scratch. What are you worried about? I guess it's like implied that he's already healed at this point or something. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so. Boys weekend over, vampire yeah. bite. <laughs> oh, Daryl Hannah is not happy that he's been bitten by a vampire bat. No. She's like screeching and like seemingly throwing pots and pans. Yeah. It's like, dude, he just got bit he's like, by an down, animal. It's not a huge deal. Um, and then he becomes a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I he looks in the, in the mirror and he, there's no reflection. Is this, that what happens? Yeah. Yes. I missed, I don't even remember it, that. It's very unclear. Like... <laughs> Like the idea is he looks in the mirror and then he goes and gets his wife to check if her reflection is there. Yeah, he and tells then, her he's like, "Oh, you got oh. something on your face. Go look in the mirror." And then uh, she, I she didn't get that at all. Yeah, I have a feeling that was a set because the bathroom looks very bad. Mm. You know, oh, for, for we so- skipped over as well that when he's at the hospital, he starts to hallucinate stock footage of like animals being eaten. Yeah, there's like hyenas and they're going. Yeah, <laughs> great, right? Great visual storytelling. I think he even like threatens the doctor. Remember to like get a get ahead of all the. He people chokes are- the doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Briefly, um, and he's so like, yeah. "Sorry about that, sir." <laughs> Um, and then at, th- at this point, his daughter wants to go out to a club. She says, oh. And Frank's like, no, 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 you can't go out to a club. 
And he's yeah. like winking at her, you know, listen to your mother. You can't go. So if she goes out to a club, um, she's getting. Are they dancing to Frank's music? I mean, they must 100%. be. A hundred percent. They must be. He, do you think he's going to allow any other music but his own to be in this movie? <laughs> It's so funny because it, it must be Frank music because it goes on forever that we see his daughter dancing at this club. Intercut was Frank sitting in a chair being like, uh, uh. and he and he then can... a guy puts his hand on his daughter's butt and Frank's like, and he grows. <laughs> the first thing you see is he grows vampire fa- uh, uh, yeah. nails like. They get a little bit long. A little CGI, a little like morphing yep. action going on. Then he gets red eyes and like the dumbest fangs you've ever seen in a vampire movie. Which I don't think you ever see again. Maybe no. you see it, I think one more time. I, Later. Maybe? I don't know. I believe you He's do. Like, uh, it's the kind of fangs that like if you talk, you'd be like, Hello, yeah, right. can, like <laughs> They kind of come up. But I think it's like implying that he can, he's got like psychic sensing abilities or something he can, he's sensing that his daughter is being harassed at this club no it's because he can hear anything even a mouse fart he tells his daughter that oh when he br- busts in and bust a few heads yeah of he re- shows up seemingly random guys at the party that she's at yeah, yeah. very uh, awkwardly throwing these guys around and giving them like you know elbow <laughs> drops or something like that <laughs> and, and yeah it, and then it cuts to frank he brings his daughter back home She's safe and sound, and then he's laying in bed, and it cuts to a mouse, and you hear him just to under, <laughs> underline the fact that he could hear a mouth fart. Yeah, so now, it actually someone farts. had explained this to me, and in my mind I had built it up. I thought it was gonna like zoom in, and you see the mouth, and I was hoping the mouse would be like shitty CGI. Maybe you see a little CGI fart come out. None of that happens. What's just want, a sound like a big effect. green cloud of smoke coming <laughs> yeah, out of its eyes? Exactly. <laughs> this is like one of the few. Uh, jokes in the movie yeah other than the jokes that they tell which are 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 terrible we didn't mention (laughs) it but during the poker scene all four of them have to tell a long-winded joke oh my god why i don't know but none of them are funny half of them don't even make sense like i kept waiting for the punchlines that never came yeah 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 it's like they tell a joke one by one they go around the table uh michael perret tells a joke and then he tells it again later in the movie another scene (laughs) and another joke telling scene Ugh. Oh my god! It's I think they're tedious. Just, um, I think they're just trying to pad out the runtime, but it's yeah. two, Why? two hours. It, two one hundred twenty-four minutes. It feels like a reaction to No Deposit being so short, mercifully short. Maybe. But nothing happens in this movie. <clears throat> yeah, there's no. like I was taking notes and like they just keep going back to like the same location. Yeah, like telling so jokes. We're cutting back to the strip club where Paul Servino, you know, wants to wh- whack. Robert Davi, I guess. Um, and then we cut to um, Robert Davi and his crew having brunch. And that happens like it feels like it happens for like half an hour. It's well, first, good. Frank goes to church and he can't go to church because yeah. it smokes up once yeah, he steps he takes, out. He can't uh, step on the ground. We have a very long driving scene in the car. He's driving his wife and daughter to church. Listening to some Frank music, Listening to of Frank music. <laughs> And then he like sets foot. He, he steps out of the car, and his, his shoe starts to smoke or something. And he's like, oh, "I'll meet you later. Go to church." 
He goes to it, the What's cemetery. really funny is you see Daryl Hannah and the actor playing his daughter go up to the doors. They can't open them, so they start going down <laughs> oh, the yeah, stairs. She, yeah, no, she even said, she's like, oh, oh, we got to go around the side entrance. I guess they lock it during service. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they do that. I, <laughs> or did they, they just showed up or on a random sh- day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think that's what happened. Um, it's clear that they have the actors for, like, you know, one day. That's one why day. they all take yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. Paul Sorvino, especially. Uh, oh, man. I mean... My favorite thing could be Paul Servino's last scene, but we'll get to that <laughs> when he's in full comfort mode. Uh, but first, we uh, have got, all of them sitting in a restaurant, a and my restaurant. God, so much hair dye. No, I believe it's Frank's restaurant. Is Are it you the ca- Forget About It Supper Club? I was going to say yes. it looks like, uh, they're pretending it's a restaurant. It looks like a hall. It's called you- Trattoria Toto in the movie. <laughs> But every it, it's clearly like an event space. It looks yeah. like a wedding. Like the tables are, are huge and they have like fold out chairs and stuff like that. Well, and maybe it, that's know, just honestly, what his restaurant looks like. I guess maybe it would have taken place in the Forget About It Supper Club if he had it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it's clearly an event space. This is not a restaurant by any means. Uh, it's all carpeted and like it's, yeah, it's very weird Yeah, there's a lot of food in this movie. Oh, so we get to to meet Robert Davi. I guess he's like the. Uh, he's looking pretty old. The kingpin. And this is like 2015. 15, yeah. Yeah. And what do we do again? We go around the Tell table jokes. telling jokes. <laughs> because it was so Michael funny. Michael Bray only time. has that one joke. He says it again. <laughs> I mean, Frank D'Angelo also directed a film called The Joke Thief about stand up comedians. Oh, I know. I, I was thinking about that. that when we were watching. I was like, was that like he was so inspired by the jokes in this movie, he had to make a whole other movie about it. Isn't his son in that movie as well? Oh, I don't know. The joke. Oh, thing? yes. Playing um, a young Frank, like right. doing a supposedly very good imitation. Yeah. I haven't seen the joke thief. I saw the trailer. Right? He looks like him, too. But D'Angelo experts have told me that very good young Frank performance. Is, is that, that, is that uh, Will Sloan? We should point out that this film, um, I am not liberty to say the name of the Frank D'Angelo expert. Will Sloan has a, a history with Frank D'Angelo, oh, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, he does. Let's not speak of that to not anger Frank, which uh, did happen at the time. I think we mentioned it on the on the No Deposit podcast episode. But didn't Will mm. have to go to one of his premieres like incognito? Like, well, I mean, he thought he had to be incognito. Like he took his glasses off <laughs> oh. and like kept his head down. Especially they went to the Forget About It Supper Club afterwards, and Frank was just a table over. It was like Franco Nero and like a bunch of actors from the film. No just, kidding. Yeah, having a meal. What so did uh, Frank like threaten him online or something like that? Yeah, he's like he's like ah this um, you know this idiot Will Sloan thinks he's so funny something like that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So Frank, if you're listening to this, we're just uh, we want to be in your good books. Yeah, we so. love you. We love this movie. Uh, so there's a plot line <laughs> where like one of the guys in the mafia, the shorter guy, is secretly working for Paul Sorvino and he wants to get him whacked. Um, so he arranges for You have for never them. spoken with more enthusiasm <laughs> describing a plot, April. You, like, sighed out that, like, hey, one yeah, more. She's Liz. fading fast. Uh, so <laughs> April, take some cough medicine. It'll perk you up again. Cough medicine? <laughs> Too many Cheetos last night. Oh, I could go for some Cheetos right now. So, yeah, <laughs> this guy uh, uh, is arranging for Frank D'Angelo to be murdered. He, I, I thought maybe Robert Davi as well. I don't know, but he is like two feet away from them. He slips <laughs> yeah. off to do this on the side, and he's having a very loud phone call. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I fucking hate that asshole. I want to get him. He'll he's be right the, there. He'll be at the jazz club tonight." And they're yeah. all looking at him. They all stop talking and they're staring at him. <laughs> I'm like, I think they can hear you. 
And like, yeah. uh, uh, Michael but Frank, Frank can, can def- definitely hear him with his super, super vampire hearing. hearing. Yeah. yeah. You can hear a mouse fart. Um, but before we get there, we need to meet James Kahn. Okay, this is at the one hour mark, by the way. Yeah, and he's top build. Uh, this movie uh, has not really established that he's a vampire much at this point. Uh, hasn't really factored into the story at no. all. Wait, did we skip the scene where he has a nightmare that he uh, drinks the blood of his wife and daughter? We yes. did, but yeah, that happens. Very brief. That happens, as it does in these movies. Um, yeah, so we, we are introduced to James Kahn. Um, Who's the, also looking very old. Everyone yeah. looks old in this except Frank. <laughs> he's wonderful. He's maybe like, by design. Maybe he's de-aged like the Marvel movies or something like that. He does have a very smooth face. <laughs> like Samuel face. Jackson and Captain Marvel? Yeah, he's got his own like VFX department. Yeah, that smoothness is uh, de-aging technology. <laughs> or nothing he, else, nothing <laughs> chemical. Or they like re-age like everybody else. They age everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> More wrinkles. Re-age I everyone want me to, else. I gotta look like a like an angel in comparison to these folks. Now, James Kahn, didn't he do an interview? Like, because he passed away recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, listen, these are my alimony films. Yes. I own a lot in alimony. Yeah, I have a... Uh, there was an article, I think, in Vanity Fair about Frank D'Angelo, uh, specifically about this movie, saying mm-hmm. like, how does he get all these big stars to be in the movie, blah, blah, blah. And there's a quote from <laughs> from Khan saying that, uh, you know, he was, oh, he's professional and he pays you, blah, 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 in a briefcase full of cash. But uh, Khan himself... In a briefcase full of cash. Yeah, this is a quote. Khan expressed both embarrassment of the film and worry <laughs> that his reputation in the industry could suffer after appearing in it, which he claimed was made necessary by his messy and expensive divorce. But mm. Khan appeared in multiple Frank D'Angelo films, didn't he? More than just one. Maybe he remarried and got divorced again. <laughs> He's like, I He's fast to- cash. I need some fast cash. I yeah. know where to go, Frank. I feel like everybody in these movies, uh, there's some, you know, they need money, obviously, for some reason, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The article was called, How Did an Oscar-Nominated Legend End Up in This Painfully Amateurish Horror Film? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even a horror film, people. Um, it's barely uh, a movie. So we go see James Kahn, who is a physical doctor, because he takes blood transfusion from Frank, and also an expert in mythology. He's yeah. a double threat. This this scene goes on for so long, and you can tell it's just like... <laughs> it's so good where he takes some blood from Frank, he's like, gotta take some more, we need four mm-hmm. vials, and you see every vial get full. Oh, in real yeah. time. Yeah, so, uh, and we have to say, this is like a university, and uh, they're in the Traficante wing. This is like uh, Frank D'Angelo's character's name. (laughs) Oh, we did not even say um, Frank D'Angelo's amazing character name. Oh, wait, I had it here a second ago. It's like Santo (laughs) Traficante. Santo Traficante. Santino. Yeah. yeah, By the way, he's speaking to his dead father on on his cell phone for some reason throughout the film. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. and again, as everybody just sort of watches him. And they, they're just like, like, oh, they, I feel really bad for Frank. We kept, yeah, we kept waiting for uh, uh, Robert Loja to show him. Like, is that, is that Loja? Mm-hmm. It's like, son. Uh, he does at the end. I'm speaking from beyond the grave. But yeah, James Caan is not good in this. Um, but I feel like he was given no direction and he doesn't know what to do. There's no script. doesn't know what to say. Yeah. And he's like, so uh, he's what, just are you, riffing. what are you a doctor up? And he's like. Oh, I'm mean, got a uh, you know a PhD in uh, mythology. Mythology. <laughs> <laughs> I like sure. later on. He's like, please, uh, Mister uh, <laughs> Traficante. 
Traficante, can you just give me a little nibble? Just, just nibble just, me just, a just little. Just give bit. me a bite. Okay. Well, we're, well, okay. Well, let's skip to that. So they're back at the supper club, and they're James. Con- I know again, and the same. It's the same scene again, but James Con shows up. And he's like, I did the research, and uh, some people may, may, want, may call it a vampire. I don't know if you <laughs> want to necessarily call it that, but and it just, it just goes on and on. And Frank's like really upset but he doesn't show it he's just like oh oh so i guess i'm dead yeah what <laughs> it he, makes no sense. he's like how did you learn this he's like uh, you know i read uh, uh some of the vampire books <laughs> and he's like thank <laughs> you thank books. you if you need a- james con out <laughs> yeah and like like frank's like if you need anything just ask and he's like well there is one thing um could you maybe give me a little bite? Because you know, <laughs> hey, you what you 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 don't you you don't want to live forever. I do. Uh, so uh, how about you? Bite? And he's like, I do what? And he goes, just give, bite just me. give me a little nibble. And he kept nibble. and he kept going. Why would I do that? Like, it's so awkward. <laughs> it, it goes on, and then they leave, and then he sh- <laughs> follows him home. And they have the same conversation. Yeah, he calls him from his cell phone, and he's like, "Where What's are you?" And he's like, that? "Well, I'm kind of outside your house." He's like, "Just." Give me a little how bite. about I, how about you bite me again? They have the same conversation again. But like, it's like it's not even like play, it's supposed to be a joke, but it's not played as a joke. Well, I'm not sure. It doesn't land as a joke. Like nothing in this movie works at all, except for the mouse part. And that that's a funny. wrap on James. <laughs> the Hahn. farting mouse. Like you yeah. know, if you could just leave my my paycheck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just by the car, that'd be nice. So then it's the evening. Finally, I feel like it hasn't been uh, night at all. These like harsh daylight scenes in this movie yeah um he's really not bothered by the sun in this movie no that that rule that rule doesn't apply to him you kind of completely forget he's a vampire (laughs) until like the the end of the movie and he's like oh yeah right so we're at um some jazz club which again is looks like this big Uh, hall so the one thing i was really disappointed with i think this is frank's club like or his restaurant right. it's gotta be it's got a stage it's got kind of looks like yeah <laughs> is that when they walked in i was like i wish frank d'angelo was on stage like steven seagal is in the movie ticker where, like steven seagal <laughs> walks into a, a, a club and a bearded steven seagal is also on stage <laughs> playing music <laughs> <laughs> so he's supposed to be a different character yeah, you're not supposed to know it's Seagal, what? but he's That's just funny. there. Yeah. Oh my god! No, instead, Albert Pune, classic ticker. Ah, hundred percent. This is the exact same location that's supposed to be the restaurant. I think, mm-hmm. looks I, the literally, they've just like you know turned the lights down and uh, it's we're just shooting in the other direction. So basically. they go to the club and it takes. A little less time than you'd expect, but the people want it. Oh, Frank gets up on stage. They demand. What song does he sing, oh, Colin? Just a gigolo. Just a gigolo. And uh, Armand Asante and Michael Pere are also on stage, and they're on the, the doing the backup singing, and they're loving it. They're, they're having, having a, a great blast. time. But, you know, I, I love, like, his fake protests as they're dragging yeah, him up to he's stage. Like, no, uh, I don't no, you guys, please, no. It's I, like Ron Burgundy in Anchorman. He's, like, pulling out, like, the flute out of his <laughs> Yeah, he's already prepared. Oh, I'm not prepared. Oh, I'm just not no. ready. Come on, guys. Come on, please. <laughs> Aren't you guys tired of hearing my voice on literally every radio you turn on? Yes. As the crowd is like, ah. Although the stage is comically small and there's so many people crammed onto it. It's it kind of just insane. like interrupts this band. I feel yeah. bad for the audience that like, you know, came to see this jazz man. Yeah, but they love it. No, but they love it. And then it. This, yeah. this mafioso guy goes on stage to like sing this 
I ain't got no nobody. And, and they played the full song. Yeah. How would you describe Frank D'Angelo's voice? Kind of like angels tickling your lungs? He's a, he's a, he's a crooner. It's funny yeah. because his speaking voice and his singing voice do not sound like the same person at all. <laughs> no. Could he maybe be dubbed by someone else pretending <laughs> to be Frank? Or maybe it's auto-tune. Maybe it's he just like dubs himself in the movies. Mm-hmm. All of his dialogue is some. It'd be other funny actor. if like his dialogue was dubbed by someone else, but his voice when he sings—that's all him. That's all Frank. That's all. <laughs> so Frank. we've barely mentioned um, Billy Baldwin in this movie. Daniel, Daniel Baldwin. Baldwin. Oh. Well, we've um, uh, barely mentioned Eric Roberts and Art Hindle as cops <laughs> sitting in the car. I forgot. So they're watching the events of the movie and doing nothing. They're supposed to be staking no. out Frank for some reason. They do not interact with the cast. One yeah, bit. obviously yeah. because they were shot separately. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, they just seem to be in the background in a car and like scenes staking Frank out. Yeah, for and some just reason. commenting on w- what he's doing. Eric Roberts is like, you know, prostitution, money laundering. That doesn't bother me, but people not paying their taxes—that <laughs> I can't stand. There's also a weird scene where everybody's mistresses show up and they all <laughs> oh, break yeah. up with them. I think this is this Wait, scene. We go back to the restaurant. The yeah, scene, yeah, we're back to the restaurant. Yeah, this is such a weird scene. So I think it's at the jazz club. Yeah, but I don't know why they all know. decided to show up at the same time. Frank all of a sudden like becomes like this moral person or something. Which is know. really funny because he has a mistress himself as well. Yeah, exactly. He, so he breaks up with her in this scene. He's like, we can't do this anymore. Here's but he's yelling at, uh, is it Armand Asante? Yeah, it's like or his who? mistress. Or- Where he's like... Oh, how could you have sex with her? What you have a wife? You love your wife. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> also, my mistress, I'm breaking up with you too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I mean, he hands her a pile of cash. He's like, "There's five G's." Yeah, we get the sense that he's like, "This is gonna be my last night." He because he's a vampire and maybe he's gonna kill himself. We don't really know. I don't know. Um, but uh, so Daniel Baldwin shows up, right? Or does he? Or does he send guys? I think he shows up, right? Yes. Yeah, well, someone shoots Frank in the back of the head. Oh, it's yeah. Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, he has been shot. seething this entire movie. Every time you see him, he's yeah. like, uh, just like, oh, I'm going to kill him. He's like uh, Hugh Jackman from Chappie. Yeah, he's a little pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> um, well, but yeah. Not the quality of performance, but it gets close. They shoot him and then they leave, but you can't kill Frank. And he sits up no. and has red eyes, and that's not when he has the teeth, right? Does he have the teeth again? I don't know if he has the teeth. Probably. Again. Probably. Mm-hmm. He just like. And he opens his mouth and he's like, just a jiggle up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still got Wouldn't it. Wouldn't it be funny if Frank's music brought him to life yeah (laughs) it's playing on the soundtrack and he's like i just can't not sing to this i was expecting something else like uh like queen of the damned or something like he's gonna gain these vampire powers and it's somehow gonna like propel his music business or something (laughs) like he's gonna be on stage i think that in no deposit there's um uh, on the soundtrack like liver let die is on it and it's like frank doing a cover of it god almighty liver let die (laughs) It's just gonna ruin every song. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna make it better. How dare you, Colin? <laughs> so Frank, uh, he's got to get revenge on the guys that killed him. He just like kind of casually walks out of the the bar. Yeah, and uh, Armand Desante and, and Armand Desante and Michael Pere are like, I thought you were dead. Um, because uh, they they weren't there, but they somehow knew that that there was a hit. Maybe they were not. I don't know, but they're so happy he's still alive. And then he has to goes to the um terrible strip club right to get revenge he gets revenge yeah. on everybody 
Um, he rips uh, Daniel Baldwin's heart out. And he holds it up and he's like, didn't think you had one of these. Yeah, and it's a comical heart prop, but then he rips somebody's balls off. Testicles off? Yeah. It's it's the traitor in his crew. And he pulls them up and like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. They're just like lychee fruit or something. Yeah. And he makes the guy eat them. I wish he ate them. Yeah. uh, Himself. Like, (laughs) love it. And then he rips off uh, Paul Servino's arm. Okay. We got to talk about Par Savino in this scene because he is shirtless, yeah. seemingly eating. It looks like a dank basement. He never, he's never not eating in this movie. He's got like, he's just like, I'm like, is he naked? Like, he's in like, I think he has a chain on and that's it. He's in like a food coma. He's just had like, you know, his, he's got like sauce around his mouth or something like that. You know, that. we all love to just pull our shirts off and dig into a oh, delicious yeah. lasagna, right? Yeah, and you just pass out on the floor of your basement shirtless. Come on. <laughs> and then, uh-oh, a vampire comes and attacks you. <laughs> yeah, he, he rips his arm off and beats him with it. I think he says he's going to as well. He's yeah. like, I'm going to rip your arm off and beat you with it. And he does. Um, And... Is that the end of the movie? Like, does he go home first or does he just go straight to the cemetery? Uh, oh, no, he runs into Eric Roberts and friend, right? Mm. I think he runs into them after he uh, he's as he's leaving. And they're like, we're not going to do anything. OK, no. bye. And he, that's it. He says they do uh, nothing. He says you can uh, you got two choices. You can arrest me or you can go home and have some cocoa. And he goes, I like cocoa. <laughs> and he leaves. And so it's like, what was the point of them? I'll take my paycheck, please. Just to, just to get famous people in the movie, I guess. Yeah, that's right. More actors, yeah. I mean, you know, the common person, when they see Eric Roberts in a movie, they're like, that's a sign of quality. Exactly, that. that's what I think. Um, have you seen the Stock by My Doctor movies, by the way? Because they're, no, they're, they're really funny. <laughs> okay. They're really good. Small recommendation for those much better movies. The Eric Roberts uh, magnum opus. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely that second one, probably. It's, anyway. It's like his Taken franchise, you know. It is. And they keep just, making them. It just keeps going and going. Um, so, yeah, he goes to the cemetery. It's terrible day for night. And he talks to his dead father and then he shows up as a ghost he goes to like the family uh crypt mm-hmm. uh and then you see finally robert loja uh who looks like he's he's dead pretty much mm-hmm. uh, he, he's really really old but well maybe they put him in uh ghost makeup I think that's his actual crypt that they've shot in front of, <laughs> and then they resurrected him just for this scene and thank god okay the movie's over but the credits my god we were like i want to see like i don't know why we decided to watch the credits i want to see where it was filmed first <laughs> there's some bloops at the end yeah. no like is that what you're excited about we've got uh doesn't just a gigolo play again over he the does. credits yeah. Yeah, probably okay according People love it according to imdb frank d'angelo's name appears 145 times in this end credit sequence is that on the imdb trivia yes <laughs> real <laughs> joke so joker funny. put that and, on there just keeps going and going and by the time it gets to like the the soundtrack section i'm pretty sure that it's just listing his albums and every track on the album it is and it go and and there's like 10 albums or like, like it, five albums it doesn't seem like it's albums even from this movie no it's just like it's not no. even songs that are in the movie yeah and like you know, every single track has like the writing and direct, or, you know, recording words by Frank D'Angelo. Music by Frank D'Angelo and blah, blah, blah. Performed, Performed by, Frank, by Frank, D'Angelo. Frank D'Angelo. Yeah. Oh, it's it's something to behold. It's amazing. I want to buy his albums now. 
time. You could probably get some CDs. They're probably on iTunes. Yeah. I'm going to just start playing them randomly around the house and see what you... <laughs> I ain't got, got no Talk about a horror experience. <laughs> and that's the movie. Um, it's not very good, people. But I did I did have quite a few laughs watching it. Um, uh, I mean, well, watch No Deposit instead of this. I, I, that I would yeah. say so. I'm going to say my favorite part. I haven't done oh, that sorry. yet. sorry has to be the bat scene when he's turned into a vampire. It's pretty oh, it's, that's so it's pretty funny. funny. So unexpected and it's so ridiculous and funny. Uh, I love the it. The bat in the box of bananas. Oh, the <laughs> soundtrack. They're all like, what are you doing? Oh, it's a box of bananas. Come on. <laughs> uh, so this movie is actually not available to watch uh, legally unless I guess you buy the Blu-ray from his website. But, which we did. We did not. Which we did. Anything. But if you look for it, it's really easy to find. It used to be on Tubi and it's not. It also used to be on which, iTunes. Yeah. Um, but like I said, if you look, you can find it. It's not hard to find. Um, but buy it from Frank at the soundtrack CD. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> give give, give this man more money. Yeah, it'll come signed too. That's what it says on the website. Really? Mm. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually wouldn't mind watching more Frank movies just because I like. He, he has a lot more. I know, <laughs> or, or at least like scan through them, like uh, because it, they're funny. But this one did have really, really long stretches that were just uh, exhausting. Yeah. But if you like bad movies, I do recommend this because it, it was funny. It's kind of baffling. But it's really long. But it is an ego project. Uh, hundred through and through oh my god it's pretty much just frank gets to hang out with actors that he likes yeah you know what i mean and pretend he's like a mafia boss yeah it's it's a fantasy yeah and, exactly you know who can blame him for that well i'm looking at his instagram and he posts a lot of photos yes. of mm-hmm. himself in bed mm-hmm. yes of his face sad. and yeah. every instagram yeah. post uh the text always has like the link to his website beingfrank.ca beingfrank.ca frankdiangelo.ca there's D'Angelo. Wait, if you go to beingfrank.ca it says this site has been suspended oh <laughs> I guess he was too frank <laughs> anyway that's it uh, for for this movie Frank D'Angelo uh, Canadian if, legend if you want to email the podcast we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com and we're on twitter at no such thing pod and if consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie if you're on the five dollar level you'll get a little bonus episode every two weeks and we just recorded one where we talked about all kinds of movies we did a little kind of movie tv show catch up and uh that's really great so you're gonna want to hear that and uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at April at Mansky. Wait, I have another Frank update, which is <laughs> one of his albums is called Can You Take Me Seriously? And it looks like one of his pillow photos of him in bed with a oh. pillow. Oh, God. Anyway, like you, a, sorry, I was going to say, it's like Motown Media's. It like looks a, exactly <laughs> like a Motown Media album. Yeah. Album covers, pictures of him around his house. So, you can follow me on Letterboxd at Justin DeClue, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, the letter J, or at J on Twitter. And every week on the Important Cinema Club podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And that's it. Um, we did it. We made it through this. Ep- I we, made it through this episode. We will never record hungover ever again. <laughs> not this hungover. <laughs> you cannot make that promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I can't. This was like April's pick, too. She's like... It's my fault. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was hoping it would kind of... Listen, guys. ...edge us into the spooky you season. You gotta feel bad to feel good. Oh. That's right. I'm April Imansky. I'm Justin DeClue. I'm Justin
I'm Colin Cunningham. And there's no such thing as a bad movie. Just a gigolo everywhere I go.